1: Being go, 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 go. a racing driver is not to come third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. And if you no longer go for a gap that you exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We are competing to win. For a victory.
0: Cool, and welcome to Clicking Balls, episode 31. We're going to do a bit of a F1 Monte Carlo preview. Um, also, there's been a bit of testing happening, which uh, not a lot has come out of it to be honest, with the the weather conditions they had. But uh, it's still pretty interesting. We've had two practice sessions at Monaco, yeah. and that's always uh, always fun to watch, especially uh, in the first P when it was cold as hell and uh, drivers are skidding around the place.
1: Yeah, and on a Thursday as well, which is different for the season. Um, Friday I think they have what's their media duties. I'm not even sure why they don't do it on Friday, I forget, but um I think it's the all day party. All day party, yeah. It's different because you got that one day removed from the actual race because practising on uh, Thursday. So with conditions that were cold and um, usually have a bit of rubbering in in um, FP1, but with rain and that, it becomes irrelevant. And with the temperature being too low, it's hard to get the tyres in uh, their working window. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the main complaint from the drivers, was that by the time they exit the pits, their uh, tyres were already
0: too far out of the working window and it took too long to get them back up to temperature. Yeah, the the big one about that was uh, Verstappen. He's yeah. uh, never driven in anger at Monaco before. Uh, yesterday, a uh, Thursday. All oh, right. Uh, not in any category. Um, not even in GP two go cars. Nothing. Wow. So for him to come P two is utterly unbelievable. Just to keep it out of the wall. I was
1: say, does he have a license? Like to drive on the road?
0: I don't. I don't see how he could. So he couldn't even turn a lap in like a <laughs> normal road car or anything. I think PlayStation was as close as he got, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and Ricardo, a third, and Vettel, fourth. Um, so hang on. Up until this weekend,
1: I was as experienced as Verstappen around Monaco.
0: Absolutely. In fact, maybe more so, depending on how much time you've had in um, Gran Turismo.
1: Plenty. Plenty. And he's <laughs> 17.
0: Fuck. I've got, I got years on that guy. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got the wood on you now because he put it in a screamer. Yes, um, and it's, it's amazing he's been able to be so quick having to cart his dad around on track two. <laughs> yeah, he's keeping his dad on the shoulders.
1: Oh, and if you want to know about Max, everyone just goes and asks his dad as if he's Max. <laughs> like, how about you stick, <laughs> stick him in the back of the garage and let's talk to Max. Bullshit, his old man's making money out of this. Yeah, well, true. Didn't work out too well with Lewis, though. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: well, I think his old man's still run around somewhere, isn't he? Yeah, he was um, managing... One of the other drivers
0: for a while, I can't remember who it was, but I don't think much really happened of it. I don't think it's even on there now. No, but um, it wasn't a crazy practice session. I think uh, a few of the guys had uh, a couple of spins. Yeah. I know Bottas had a nice little uh, little donut. It was
1: then um, uh, Roberto Mary from Marussia had a bit of sideways action through the chicane. I believe that it got kicked out a bit, uh, went into the wall, and that ended. Uh, P two, I think it was practice. Yeah, practice two it was. Mm. Red flag came out, then rain came out, and um, not a whole lot happened after that. A few laps, but yeah,
0: not much you can tell from it. Uh, no, the one thing I did find interesting was uh, Hamilton managed to do the time he did, one eighteen point seven, as well as sparking when he's coming out of um, out of the tunnel. Uh, well, we're going to see plenty
1: of that this whole weekend. Yeah, the funny be thing is,
0: Finnaby sparking, he must have been carrying a reasonable fuel load. Yeah, this is true. So, he's doing that time with, you know, you'd imagine a fairly low level of fuel. Because if, yeah. if you're sparking and you've got a heavy... Uh, sorry, a heavy level of fuel. If you're sparking and you've got a low level of fuel, the car's going to drop another few mil.
1: Yeah, but also with Monaco being a tight, twisty track, uh, probably have extra downforce on as well. So, we're travelling through what's nearly the straightest part of the track through the tunnel area. Mm. Could just be extra downforce that's pushing them down. Uh, but it's hard to tell with the Mercedes because they've got the most powerful engine unit. um it's hard to know what is down to downforce and what's down to their power unit but they're definitely strong in both so um, could be extra fuel run and it's scary if it is high fuel because Lewis is absolutely determined to get this Monaco he hasn't won since 2008 (laughs) and with all the shit with Nico last year I I really hope that happens
0: again me too (laughs) yep
1: because that'll give uh, one of the Red Bulls a chance of actually doing something worthwhile in there and um, I hope it rains because it's going to make it interesting if it rains.
0: I, th- I think that would be a fantastic race. If it, mm. if it absolutely buckets down Yeah, and we end up with drivers who are just on the line, they have to push, find grit where they can, yep. push it too far, you're in a wall.
1: Yep. And to be honest, I'm looking um, just about as much forward to the GP2 race as I am to F1. Um, Stoffel van Dorn, I think he's going for his seventh pole position in a row just dominating GP2, which makes it very interesting because he's in the McLaren fold. If you look at McLaren's drivers list, they got some bloody good talent in their fold. you got Magnussen sitting on the bench. you got mm. you got Stoffel Van Dorn dominating GP2. And you've got two world champions in your seats. You just don't have the stake. <laughs> <laughs> you got your knife, your fork,
0: as they say around us. So um, if reckon- they get a decent car, then look out. Do you reckon Manor have approached him and he's just gone, uh, settle the fuck down, mate? <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm good.
1: One thing I was thinking was that With drivers that good, um, it won't ever happen just for pure finances, but it seems like it would be worthwhile for them to have a sister team a a la Red Bull with Renault. where are still within your own fold, so those engines are still going to benefit your whole overall deal. Mm. Um, And also, you've got two very, very talented young drivers that you can stick stick on the grid and see what they do. I don't think it'll happen. In fact, I reckon there's zero chance it'll happen, but it'll be interesting. Well, yeah, you it depends on how many billionaires want to throw
0: their money at shit, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, McLaren's owned by um uh, Middle Eastern uh conglomerate, isn't it? I think now? Yeah. Pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure not short on cash, just a matter of what they want to spend it on. But um
0: Yeah, well, there's also been talk about uh shortening the Monte Carlo circuit. Oh, yeah. uh, like in the the Formula E, yep, how they did that, and yep. they're talking about uh they might end up doing that with F1 as well, which I think would be a terrible tragedy. Yeah. Cuz that uh just the sound as the cars come flying through that tunnel. Yeah. How it echoes all around the place. I think that's brilliant. But I mean, one lap takes, what, a minute 15, minute 14
1: mm. or something these days? I
0: don't see how you can really shorten a track that's already pretty short. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think fact, was, I think they should extend it. From, I think it was floated because they're planning on doing roadworks and other shit uh, next year. Oh, okay. And so they said, well, you know, rather than cancel or delay it or whatever, we'll just do this. But... Monaco being Monaco, they'll probably just like, oh, just throw more money at it. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure out a way. Yep. You know, They'll end up having pontoons out in the water and they'll have cars race over or something. <laughs> we'll see it, contract it out to a Chinese company that's prepared to work 24-7. <laughs> or there'll be just a whole bunch of small infant children swimming and holding up cars. <laughs> Who can really tell? But um, yeah, no, I think, especially the hairpin, uh, it, so many drivers get it wrong. And part yeah. of me does find it hilarious when you see a driver... Perpendicular to the racing line around the hairpin, yeah. holding up the whole damn race. Well, I think uh, Pastor did it a little while back. Yeah, yeah, he did it. And you're on I mean, full lock going around
1: there too, yeah. and you still only just make it. A uh, little bit too hot on the brakes, and off the racing line, you, you, you get all well, sorts if, of wrong.
0: If you do too hot on the brakes, too soon on the juice, uh, you end up spinning, and oh, it's, it's yeah. funny as hell. And if it's wet, then look out. And this is one where you
1: don't want to mix up in that midfield because there's some psychos with their foot on the throttle. So you could end
0: up in a wall or have someone run up your ass. The only thing is I I want a wet race, but not so wet they bring out the red flag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Because I think a few years ago when Vettel uh, won due to the wet flag, really, because he was able to change his tyres on the grid. Yeah. Because from memory, he was coming into the last few laps and his tyres were fucked and... You know, he was looking like he was going to get overhauled and then all of a sudden he's, uh, no, that's not happening. He's able to change his tyres on the grid.
1: Yeah. I like it to be...
0: That was the same uh, year that uh, Shuey decided to do that early overtake on Alonso.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I I like the idea of it being wet enough where it's, it's, you know, a line call between changing from the intermediates to slicks. Yeah. Um, Because that's the most interesting part, was who has the balls to it first and it's always the teams that have less to lose. They're the ones that are going to take that chance. And that's what makes it interesting. If one of those pays off, um, that's where, you know, you have strategy which will will play a result on... uh, will will
0: play a factor in the results. Well, especially if it's uh, cold and there's not a lot of grip around, the start is going to matter the most.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it's a street circuit, so it's not used for racing all year round. And with rain,
0: it's very, very green, so... Well, I think Alonso, this is the best chance he's got for points because yeah. his starts are, have always been brilliant. Yeah. And he if he does have a bad start, he tends to go in too hot. Yep. Like the wheels tend to spin up. That's yeah. not going to be a disadvantage here. Like yep. if you spin the wheels up a little bit, yeah, you might not get the best start, but you're going to get much more traction than, you know, after the first uh, few meters and the guy yeah, next to yeah. you because his tyres are cold as shit. Yeah. Um, Ricardo will probably struggle because he tends to bog down, like have too few revs yeah. with his starts. Yeah. Um, but, you know having said that these, well, apparently
1: a lot of time with the starts these days they're all it's all system calibration and if mm. it's not calibrated right on the formation lap then you're fucked no matter what it is so apparently a lot of the problems with the Red Bull is calibrating it on the on the outlet
0: yeah I, I don't really like that to be honest I think it should be down to the driver um, well they're talking about bringing that back so that'll be interesting they actually talked about bringing in a mechanical clutch like not the uh, steering based clutch yeah. but the yeah. back to the, the three pedal yeah. yep. um, driving which actually I think would be brilliant I love yeah because um, how would you love them doing heel-toes around exactly. Monaco? And they've got too much to do with their fingers at the moment. You've got that many
1: fucking yeah. buttons on the steering wheel, and uh, it's too much involved for the for the driver. Um, I'd like to see them go back to, yeah, keep the paddle shifts, but um, don't have the finger clutch, so have it mm-hmm. on the on the floor, and see how we go.
0: Well, you know,
1: on the side or whatever. Wherever you want it, yeah. But um- <laughs> have a column shift. <laughs> <laughs> That could be funny. That's what I actually learned to drive a manual on, I think, old column shift.
0: Fucking hopeless. Never driven a column shift. Never felt the need.
1: Uh, it wasn't really a choice when you're 10 years
0: old. Yeah, well, you know, if you're going to steal a car, steal one with manual gearbox. <laughs> I think uh, McLaren in general, this has to be the, the race they go for points because they've got a, a pretty decent um, package. Not brilliant by any means, but... Uh, well, they've got, they, they've got potential. The package is... I mean, it's struggling at the moment, but the potential is definitely there. And the drivers. Like, you know, you'd have to say that the Toro Rosso team's better car. Yeah. But Alonso and Button are going to be able to push further than they are. Oh, just absolutely. because, especially coming out of uh, the swimming pool, you need to get so close yep. to the edges. Yep. Like, uh, they ha- literally have to gauge every centimetre. Um, yeah. I remember seeing... Some drivers who are brilliant around Monaco, Mark Webb was actually one of the better ones, just coming within a hair of uh, hitting the corner. Yeah. And, you know, if you hit that too hard, you're out of the race.
1: And that was when you had tyres that would give you confidence to really lean on around those corners too.
0: True. And with the cold tyres, it's going to be down to the drivers that can feel it, yeah. um, which I think it'll play right into Vettel's hands because he does feel his tyre wear very well. Amongst other things. Well, yeah. He feels a lot of stuff. But... um I, th- I actually think if uh, if the conditions hold up, Rosberg will struggle. Yeah. And I think Button will too, just because he tends to not really adapt so quickly. And he's in a McLaren,
1: so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're already up against it. But
0: I think Alonso, he's a good chance to score points. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished, uh, say, 8th or 9th. Yep. Um, I really, really want to see what happens with uh, Grosjean and Maldonado. Yeah. Because that is going to be fucking entertaining. Yep. Uh, I... I would tip there'd be at least two safety cars.
1: And what race is this? The fifth race of the season? Is that up to? Uh,
0: six, six, round six.
1: So we should be well for the people that have only used one engine. It's probably about time they've changed it. Probably last race, wasn't it? Would it have been five, five races per engine. If you're going to use four in the season, or just over.
0: Uh, I think a few of them are. I know uh, Mercedes they're onto their first new engine now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially for for the ones that
1: haven't um, been any. And yeah, this is generally when they expected them to have fresh engines. So,
0: yeah, I think uh, poor Ricardo is going through the bin to search for bits that you can keep <laughs> <that> and <laughs> reuse throughout. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised they're doing that either. But I think, um, from what I understand, they've fucked up a few engines. Yeah, but they're trying to recycle them, kind of thing. They're trying to grab bits from this engine, bit from that engine. Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's regulated on what you can and can't use, so yeah. it's a matter of um, holding on to what you're still legally allowed to, and trying to get away with what you're not legally allowed to taking, <laughs> pretty much
0: well a few of the drivers have uh, I'm, I'm sure that's happened yeah but um, yeah the, the interesting thing is that um, Williams have really dropped off
1: they have and they're by their own admission as well they said they're, they're not really sure uh, a lot of times they've said the Ferrari package was just a lot better than they expected they didn't expect them to make the, the leaps that they did and probably not a whole lot of budget available for uh, development uh, investment at the moment with Williams, mm. but um, expect that to change towards the end of the season. Because they have said that they are able to stay within the development race, but it's got to be smart and it's got to be tight.
0: I think, too, uh, if you were part of Williams and being a, a team with a smaller budget, yeah. um, with the current uh, meetings that have been happening with FOM and all that, and they're talking about bringing in open opening up the tyre choices, yeah. um, opening up the engine development, uh, opening up the aero. You'd kind of think, well, maybe I should just hold off a sack. And, you know, not uh, not so much spending tokens, but spending dollars. Because they, 2017 is when all these new st- new things are going to come in. They're not really going to be too keen to spend a crap ton of cash just for a season and a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's why they have to be smart and where they invest. and um, But... They still do right by their sponsors, and they're always an uh, attractive team
0: for sponsors yeah. as well. So, Yeah, I think they invest smart by investing in the hybrid part of things yeah. rather than trying to invest in the engine, the suspension. Yeah. The hybrid part is the part that it's always going to be developed. Yeah. Like the F1 cars now, they're always going to be a hybrid. Yeah. Um, and the advantages of having the electrical boost is just far too much. And, yeah. you know, the the uh, low-end torque is also something that drivers would fucking love. Yeah,
1: but and all, all that... Um, technology, they profit uh, from their other business, Williams Electronics or whatever it is they're doing, um, Williams Hybrid Technology or whatever the fuck it is, but they do have other business interests in which they can profit off of the technology that they create. Uh, I think they do a lot, not a lot, but they do a little bit with providing to other race series, uh, electronic electronic components. It might be Indy or, I know them and McLaren both do it. I just can't remember specifically which um, series they, they go to. Uh, it could be both, actually. I think they both could have a little bit of involvement in um, Indy. But, um, look, I, I think they're doing very well with what they've got, but they've openly admitted that um, Mercedes' engine for them is been the key factor in them doing so well from last year in that. And, I mean, they've had a pretty stable um, uh, team for, from last year in regards to um, uh, engineers and that. And it's always been the consistency is what you need to be able to be successful. And Red Bull showed that. Now Mercedes are showing that. And um, mm-hmm. they have stayed consistent if they can invest wisely. But when we talked about their budget as well, the reporting things, um, I know they've got sponsorship that's supposed to come in at the end of, this, end of this, not the end of the season, but towards the end of the season. Mm. So I look at that to be the time when they um, really bring upgrades because I think for them, it's just not financially feasible to be, do too much experimentation with upgrades yeah. so a lot of times you can wait and see if the, the fundamental principles of what upgrades you're working on are picked up by other teams uh, or a lot of times you just copy what works from other teams because everyone's experimenting and they've got their own ideas and it has to be in line with their own design philosophy of their car and um, teams like Williams and that can afford to just sit back and um, see how they play out because they're not fighting for the championship this season
0: well yeah uh, Spending smart's are what matters a lot to those guys, yeah. and you ever see teams with the budget like McLaren are struggling as hell. Mm. Um, I really want to see Williams do well. Yeah, I don't think this is the race for them though. I think they're no. going to struggle. Yeah, would... um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bottas popped up scored points. Yeah, especially with wet.
1: Yeah, I... I'm basing that on nothing other than he's Scandinavian, and they tend to like the slippery conditions. <laughs> uh,
0: and just his, his driving talent seems exceptional for a bloke with his experience. yep um, I really want to see that happen. I really want to see him really have a, a good crack at it. Yeah. And I I think he can uh, really push some drivers, especially uh, if the safety guard comes out or if there's um, a bit of grease or a, a little bit lack of grip. grip yeah. Uh, he is going to be one of the guys that he's going to be full in the mirrors of someone. Yeah. But um, that,
1: that could work against him as well, though, because if he slips back a bit into that midfield, you've got Grosjean and Maldonado, <laughs> and especially with how close the two Toro Rosses are as well, they've had some really to mm-hmm. racing. Been excellent to watch, but a lot of times the other drivers can get caught up in mistakes from people who aren't as experienced. Yeah, very true. And well, even though Bottas is younger himself, he drives with a very mature head.
0: Who do you think is going to crash first?
1: Oh, shit. I mean, it's really a, a coin flip depending on where they'll qualify. So, I mean, you won't really know until qualifying happens and you'll see where they've shuffled in the grid because there's always going to be someone who either misses out or especially if someone who's, <laughs> who's higher up doesn't qualify as well as they should have yeah. and they get caught in a car that's faster than the ones around them but the other ones are not going to concede any ground to them and they end up going to wall because they don't expect them or they don't want them to pass.
0: Yeah. I think uh, for qualifying strategy in the past, you've seen uh, Mercedes and Ferrari try and keep uh, a spare set of super softs Yep. Uh, in the hole, and they'll use uh, the option yeah. or the you know the, the harder tire yep. during, uh, if, uh, during qualifying uh, first round, yep. Q3. I don't think you'll see that happen here because having the better tire doesn't matter anywhere near as much as track position. You can be on the, the fresh tires. If you're behind a guy who's on the uh, less desirable compound yep. and it's 10 laps older you still got to get by the fucker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is hard as balls. And the the best way to get by people, well maybe the sanest way to get by people, is in the pits. Yep. And Mercedes has got the first pit box, which yep. matters so damn much. Yeah. Just because they can just fire off their car and off it goes. Because uh, the Monaco circuit, you can't really get two cars side by side like you can a lot of other ones.
1: Yeah, it's a lot more difficult with all the equipment in there and... Mm. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But, I mean, you can expect Mercedes to pretty much go first and second, and it might be a race between them, unless it rains and mixes it up. But Ferrari might get up there. But Lewis Hamilton, he just looks confident. He's got that swagger about him. And he's just got £100 million. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard. you can't really bet against Hamilton. He's too switched on. He's too dedicated,
0: too determined. That's the funny thing, though. Like, he's just had his contract negotiation. £100 million he's got. Yeah. How, how do you keep that motivation? Like you d- well, apparently, you're dressed like One Direction. <laughs> his fashion sense does leave a fair bit to be desired. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe they make those clothes for men too. I don't know. I think it's fashion nonsense. That's about it. <laughs> but um, he actually reminded me of Pink, to be honest, the singer. <laughs> uh, except she dyes her hair pink. He has his hair black. And she but, can sing. Well, yeah, she, I don't know if she gets $100 million a year. Fuck. I don't know. Actually, uh, I think her husband's a motocross
1: rider coincidentally he's, yeah. oh there you go there's a random bullshit fact for you
0: well apparently they have the same hairdresser so <laughs> yeah. you know um, but I I think it'll be interesting to see how this works out because they're paying Hamilton 100 a million 100 million pound Yeah. Uh you know which to everyone else in the world is a lottery win where you yeah. retire and die surrounded by cocaine and bare breasted playboy oh, was that three year or two year uh, two year I think two year. But what happens because Rosberg will be up soon too? You'd imagine. I think so. I can't remember. Um, they don't tend to sign people to long term contracts these days. Mm. So Rosberg's up next year. If he manages to, you know, get a few points out of Hamilton, yeah, he's going to be asking for a fair bit of cash. Yep. And if he doesn't, they're going to be asking him to fuck off.
1: The only thing is, is with um, if they're winning the championships. It's irrelevant to them who's winning them. If Lewis is winning them, they, they want to probably try and keep Rosberg for consistency. And also, if he goes, he takes a lot of their secrets with him, which is um, most important what they want to hold on to.
0: But that's what I mean, though. Would you... Um, say Rosberg goes, well, I want £50 million pound per year. Yeah. And you go, Oh well, he hasn't seen any of the next year designs. Fuck him. We'll just get uh, Bottas in. Because... Well, while Mercedes are winning, they can ask any driver that they want to drive and they'll get it for rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, plenty of drivers, even uh, former world champions. Like, yeah. If they went to Button and said, we want you to drive, but uh, we're not paying you. You have to get your own sponsors and yep. they'll pay you. Yeah. I would be shocked if he said no. Well, just, look, just, he, he's got... No other driver has a chance at a world driver's championship yeah. while Mercedes are in this sort of form.
1: Yeah. Well, th- and the thing is... I think you can tell the most from how an on negotiated his contract because it's very much in line with when spot's going to crop up at other teams, mm. mainly uh, Ferrari, Red Bull, which is, I think he's got a one-plus-one contract or a two-year contract. One-plus-one, I believe. One-plus-one, I can't remember exactly, but you can you can bet that that's when you're going to see lots of driver action is probably that two-year period, especially if Lewis is two-year. I can't remember, so don't quote me on this, I don't know if it's two or three-year, but that's when you'll see all these drive movements, which will be very interesting, which leads into new regulations coming in as well. So it could be a clean slate. For- well, you do see
0: that happen a lot. When the new regs come in, drivers don't want to commit to one team until the new regs are yeah. finalised yeah. and they sort of see what's going on. Um, I think the new regulations are going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if they go through as intended yeah. and they create a sport that's worth watching. Because I, I, I love watching Monaco just because it tests yeah. drivers like no other track. Um, like, uh, I can't remember, I think it was... Uh, who said it was like riding a bike indoors? Might have even been um, Stuart. but yeah, I can't remember. They're right. You're you're always avoiding a crash. Yeah, like uh, plenty of other courses. You know, you can take a, take a bit out of the corner here, take a bit out of the corner there, and you're fine. Yeah, and you've got runoff area. Yeah, I mean Monaco. There's a couple of runoff areas, but generally, if you make a mistake, your race is over. <laughs> yeah, um, which pushes drivers nowhere. And plus, if you're a little bit conservative, you're going to have someone all up on your gearbox yep. and they're going to try and dive in early at uh, swimming pool or yep. uh, take the last corner. Because there's really only... There's about three corners. Where we've got half a chance at overtaking. Yeah. There's no of, solid
1: overtaking point. Yeah, a lot of them aren't even uh, so much as chances. It's You stick it up there and hope you don't crash. Pretty much.
0: Um, which I think a lot of the drivers sort of... They're working out who's ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, it's Maldonado fuck that nah I'm staying I'll wait until he crashes and I'll go by Yeah, uh, it's Alonso uh, we got room we'll try it out we're both pros
1: expect um, uh, Perez and Maldonado to be throwing it up on well I guess you'd call it the inside of the chicane so that it forces the other person to either yeah. crash or have to run through the through the chicane and forfeit the position which is a bit of a cunt move to be honest but it's when it's hard to overtake on track you
0: have that's what you do. <laughs> well, we'll see plenty of can moves, I reckon. There'll be uh, a fair bit of aggression. Um, it, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we don't end up with someone in the wall in a, a tragic fashion. Because mm. um, you never want to see drivers injured. Actually, on that point, uh, there was an update in the week as well about uh, Jules Bianchi. Yeah. Yeah, still in that uh, in that coma, unresponsive. Uh, and that was since October. Yep. He was in a medically induced coma, uh, came out of it, and he apparently he's just not conscious yet. Um, and they're pretty fucking concerned.
1: Well, they said it's plateaued out. He's, um, his condition, they said, uh, hasn't improved. And, I mean, yeah, it really sucks going into because it's sad as fuck. But um, they said they're considering that maybe he's, you know, just not going to come out of it. Yeah, the,
0: the funny thing is, though, with the brain, you, you never really know. Yep. Like, uh... He could be in this uh, sort of spot for the next year and a half and then just wake up and be fine. Or he might just never wake up. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, imagine being his dad.
1: Well, they've pronounced dead, you can guarantee his cognitive function is gone. Yeah. So that's...
0: Many of us have those
1: stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
0: It's Sorry. worse than death. Like, just... If if you have someone near you that dies, yeah. you can... You There's a process. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking shit-ass one. Well, it's also under the provision that death's a bad thing. We don't know what happens after that. So,
1: I mean, you could be holding him in the state of limbo of just sort of whatever, and death could be a release. Who knows? But it's a sad situation, and we had to see, you know, drivers have to go through this, but that's just the reality of the sport, is that... Accidents happen, and unless we, we learn about it and try and improve the safety or just make it so that accidents that are unnecessary and can be easily prevented have got to be prevented. Yeah.
0: Well, I actually had a, a talk about the Bianchi accident with uh, an F1 journal, Joe Soward, just yeah. a quick little back and forth. And I, I said, You know, why didn't they take put a safety car out? Because if you've got a, a big front end loader, which is essentially what it was, yeah, the forklift they had in a runoff area why would you not have a safety car? Yeah. He, he said, you know, because it wasn't necessary. Well, fucking situation shows otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And that's not uh, insulting his F1 knowledge. There's no one I've ever spoken to who has more F1 knowledge than him. But it, it would seem that the result of what happened meant that a safety car was necessary.
1: Yeah, but a lot of time you'll get people who are you know, very knowledgeable in a subject, they'll approach it from the perspective of that subject. But This is a perspective of human safety. You know what I mean? The relevance yeah. F one football, fucking NFL, basketball. It's a an issue of, of safety of a, a human being, and you can say it wasn't necessary because the race can go on. But from everyone else, you're like, "Fuck the race!" There's a person yeah. who who's who's being who's dead from this. You can't just say that it's not necessary.
0: F one's always going to be dangerous. Yeah. They they can't avoid the danger of F one. If
1: you make it completely safe, you you, you can only do that. Uh, by taking something away from it, which is exciting and, you know, it's impossible to make it completely safe. Impossible. And if you do, the racing's probably going to be shit.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you end up um, having the super safe cars and everything's super grippy, and they're slowed down, anyone could be an F1 driver. And it's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be, you have to be incredibly talented, incredibly intelligent, and just in, daring to the point of utter stupidity. ...to drive an F1 car in anger.
1: So, I mean, I think... I think, really, the only direction to go is
0: pod races. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, wipe out. Wipeout. Fuck, there it goes. Back from my old PlayStation Yeah, Jesus. Um, go with anti-gravity. Fuck it. Yeah. Stop the tyre wall. I mean, Back to the Future got us all ready for it. Mm. And
1: fucking lied.
0: Yeah, fucking shitheads. I've been waiting for my hoverboard or, you know, flying car for fucking ages. Then again... Living where I do near Box Hill, if those fuckers had flying cars, they'd be raining on people and just everyone would be dying in a <laughs> bloody fiery inferno. If we had flying cars, Australia would be the most popular place on the, on the planet. Actually, Switching gears, um, going to Formula E. They're in Berlin as well this weekend. Yep. Which is pretty interesting. I um, think so you can guarantee it's going to be on time. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, they may as well call it the, um, the Toro Rosso Cup. Really? Well, we got... Uh, have a look at some of the, the drivers who are going to be running around. Um, Sebastian Buemi. He's uh, looking pretty damn good this season, actually. Yep. But um, you got uh, Buemi. You've got D'Ambrosio. He was in there as well, wasn't he? He was in F1. Uh, I think he raced for Ferrari. Ah, that's right. Uh, Aljaswari. Uh, Scott Speed. Yep. Um, Peek. Charles Peak, he was catering, I think. Or ah, maybe so he was. was um, and who else do we have? Um, we had Buemi, Al Jaswari and so, uh, Jof, Jeff, Jof, Jeff uh, yeah, Jean-Eric Vern. He's there as well. <laughs> I mean, he probably gets the fan boost every week. <laughs> oh, the poor fucker! You gotta feel bad for him. Um, who won
1: one? Who won Monaco for Formula E? Buemi. Buemi won it. That's what it was. Yeah, um, but have they had? Uh, was it? I think e, they had six different winners this year?
0: Uh, that, a another one.
1: series. I can't remember which was. Or like a decent amount of different winners. The, the racing has
0: been really good. I mean... It actually has been. I mean, uh, Monaco, there was a, a big pile-up. Yeah, to be honest, um, the, the the spectacle has been great. Some of the racing has been shithouse because they just dodge <laughs> them car each other.
1: But the spectacle has been good.
0: But no, it's been... Uh, Luca Degrassi has been doing fantastic. Yeah, he's um, another ex-Ferrari driver. Yeah, he's a, a hot favourite. I think he's about 40, isn't he? he's he's been in the system for fucking ages. And it's funny that electric cars are putting up this amount of excitement. Um, I think the only multiple winner they've got so far would be Buemi. He won earlier in the season at uh, Punta de l'Est, I believe. Yep. And also came in at Monaco. Um, But there's been a big mixture. Like, uh, you've seen Prost bob up. uh, That was a good
1: race too, the Prost victory. Yeah,
0: uh, Nelson Piquet has bobbed up. Um, yeah, that was a good race too. Actually, I got his first fan boost in that win, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he, and he didn't even need to crash or yeah. anything. Yeah. He's done well. Um, so you're getting some really good racing happening, which is fantastic. And I think um, I think that the sport has done themselves absolutely no harm with the season they've had. Like It's been a yeah. long season with not yep. a lot of races. But... What they would have learned in terms of technology and everything—it's yeah. been fantastic. And I would, I would really love to see someone like Tesla get on there. Yeah, I think it's tailor-made for people like that to get on board. Oh, absolutely! Just because for so long electric cars were boring as fuck. Like, yeah, the little I mean, tiny smart cars. You had the Smart Roadster that was just this little fucking roller skate that was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of clever. The trick the is,
1: there were some were some nice electric cars coming out, but they got bought by pre-existing. Um, uh, combustion engine companies and put mm. the kibosh on them. So that's the hardest thing to get over in regards to having them on the road was, um, yeah, people, car companies that didn't have anything to profit from and buying these companies out and just sitting on them.
0: Yeah, but now you've got Elon Musk who's, uh, you know, had Tesla in everyone's yeah. forefront and make some brilliant cars. They're fucking expensive. It's balls. Yeah. But look, uh, if, if I had the choice between a petrol or an electric car... Yeah and they, the electric car had a similar amount of uh, standard power, yep. the low-end torque alone would yeah. uh, would sell me on it. I mean, it's different with racing cars because if they've got too much torque and they don't have um, a traction control, it's not as useful. But yeah. for a road-going car, if I've got the choice of having instant torque and uh, you can lay a couple of snakies yeah. uh, as you're leaving the ex-misses place or something, uh, you know, a bit of fun.
1: Um, I think with um, the electric technology, it's inevitable that it all heads down that direction. It's just a matter of how we generate electricity that's really going to change because obviously, you know, it's environmentally friendly in theory, but until you have a clean electricity grid, then it's pretty irrelevant. But that technology is definitely going to be the future. So, the Formula E getting there at the roots of it, it can only be good for the future of them because it might take a while,
0: but I can't see how it's not going to end up all going that way. The other interesting thing is that, um, look at Degrassi. He's driving for Audi Sport. Yep. Um, so they're involved in Formula E. So obviously, you know, they've got uh, a long history in the endurance championships. Yeah. Now, if you've got those two segments, do you really need to get into F1? Especially if they're winning. Uh, if if they're struggling in Formula E, that's different. Yeah. But uh, they've got the championship leader. They've yep. uh, had a very consistent season. I mean, I think they had a, a DNF and... Uh, only one race where they didn't score points as part yeah. of the, DM, uh, including the DNF, including that DNF. So you've got to think, like Audi's already doing uh, endurance-based racing with, a, with diesel engines rather than yeah. petroleum. Um, they're already doing electric, so it seems they've already got a basis for a really good uh, development.
1: Yeah.
0: But so I on th- one hand, F1 makes sense for them. On the other hand, they're already sort of getting everything they need from F1 from those two series. Well, the only
1: thing that I think... I think the main and foremost consideration would be they're giving up a fuckload of market share to Mercedes because Mercedes are dominating F1 and they have no representative there. And F1 is yeah. always the greatest selling point for those manufacturers because that's what they're all involved in. So you have a like-for-like like comparison. And, for, yeah, Mercedes are dominating that and the benefits from a marketing standpoint of them having that those two championships is huge. And I don't think they can afford to let Mercedes get any further ahead True. in that in that marketing
0: sector and it's also like if, if you're looking for a luxury car, not a sports car but like a, a luxury family car say Yeah, uh, Mercedes got some great options there Yeah, and so do Audi but yep. as it stands now if you've got the choice and let's say you know not that money's an object but uh, your company's paying for it anyway Yeah, uh, you're doing a tax dodgy and whatever um, would you really choose the Audi over a Mercedes? Um, no. And it, no I, I I really like Audi cars, but they just don't have the Mercedes shine. I don't even think their cars are that great, to be honest. Well, I mean, you've got the R8, but they pretty much bought Lamborghini and stole their engine and stuck it in it to make it good. So. Well, again, <laughs> that's a thing. Like, uh, if you're talking high-end sports cars, the brands that immediately come to mind are Ferrari, uh, Lamborghini, yeah. um, you know, the, the Italians. And then yeah. you've got... Uh, German's Porsche, uh, Mercedes to me isn't that um, that high end super sports car. Even no. though they make some brilliant cars, yep. they make so many cars that you you don't immediately associate Mercedes with the high end sports car exactly. market. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, even if Audi want to jump in, let Porsche and Lamborghini jump in for them. Exactly. And, um, just, and Lamborghini
1: tested their waters ages ago, years ago, with the V twelve engine in Formula One. I think they had there was actually a McLaren powered by a Lamborghini engine that was only ever did a couple of tests and it was a monster. It was huge. Mm. But apparently they ended up going with something else. I can't remember the context of it but there was, it was a white car and it just went around for one testing day or something. Mm. But it's got that sort of cult figure, cult following. You
0: can look online and uh, check yeah. it out. It's on Goodwood uh, Speed Week or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, at the moment you'd think Lamborghini probably don't need the boost so much because they they're... Uh, Guyardo and the uh, Huracan oh, I don't even know what their um, they call calling They're selling brilliantly. They can't keep up with demand, so they're loving life. Yeah. But Porsche is sort of that um, more accessible brand in a way. It's still you know crazy expensive, but yeah. Um, Porsche
1: is the is the the car you buy if you're not in the cars. Well,
0: it's the. It looks like they're trying to emulate Mercedes in a lot of ways because they've got their Cayenne SUV, which is designed by. Uh, Accountants look shit ass. Yeah, you got the Boxster, which is they took a Porsche look and then threw everything out and just tried to make it as cheap as possible. <laughs> it's like they bought an M five and then stuck some shit on it and called it Porsche. Yeah, but then you got the the nine and especially the Turbo or the GTR, uh, GT three RS, gorgeous looking cars. I, I love the look of the GT three RS, just yeah. that old school style thing with the half roll cage in the back. Yep. It looks like the sort of car that James Hunter drive. Yeah, yeah, um, which is the way I gauge how to buy a car. Would James Hunt drive it? Um, so, you know... I've, so I gauge my women? <laughs> or you you know... Or has James Hunt driven it? <laughs> that's probably the more important one. You never know what she's got. But, um, Double bag it. If you've... Again, if money's no object, and you've got the choice between a Ferrari, Lamborghini... Or let's say a, a Ferrari, uh, AMG, Mercedes, and a Porsche. What would make you pick the Porsche? Um... Because, again, Porsche are in the WEC as well. Yeah. Uh, they're doing reasonably well. But um, it seems like Porsche, Lamborghini, Audi could all benefit from having a strong F1 presence. And I guess that's Definitely. part of the thing, too. You don't want to go in there and get fucking whooped. That's exactly right, yeah. So if they jump into F1 and all of a sudden they're holding up the back end and Marussia's like, thank fuck for these guys, <laughs> yeah. um, they wouldn't last long. Yeah. And so it's going to be a matter of buying
1: a team that... Theoretically, is going to not have you at the back of the field, and the only one is Toyota Russell at the moment, or maybe Force India as well. But Force India, a lot of us down to their engine, yeah. And which, if you're a manufacturer, you're not using the engine anyway, so
0: yeah. The other end of the scale, though, like, um, if you're a brand that's trying to take that next step to be taken seriously, yeah, much as back in the day, Honda, Toyota, uh, even Mazda in the WEC did, yeah, you know, they went from brands where you bought them expecting them to break down or you bought them if you just wanted a cheap-ass car. Yeah. Um, These days, the brands that you buy if you just want a cheap-ass car are Hyundai, Kia, uh, a lot of the South Korean brands. Yeah. South Korea's got a GP. Um, No, they don't. It's gone now. Oh, it's gone. Because no one went and watched it. (laughs) That's right. But uh, they've got a a motor racing presence. Um, I don't think they do anymore, (laughs) to be honest. No, they've still got... um, Categories in there. I think yeah. uh, I think even Japan had uh, Japan had heaps. They got no worries in Japan. Yeah, they had a race over there, but oh, right. um, even mm. so, that if you're a brand who's trying to be taken seriously, the amount of money you spend on marketing yep. and the amount of money you need to sink into an F1 team wouldn't be that different on a global scale. But it's different if you're uh, a, you're just selling to a local region. Yeah, like an Australian manufacturer, there's no point. Yeah, um, you're just not never going to get that return. Yep. even if everyone in the country bought one. But if you're, like I said, Hyundai, Kia, um, probably not Sanyong because you want the car to actually finish a couple of laps. Well, I was
1: thinking we, we could have our own series with Hyundai, Kia, that um, Great, Wall, uh, Great Wall. What's there? The Siong Yang one that yeah. the Koreans have, whatever it is. Isuzu. Yeah, and, and it's not so much a race of who finished fastest, it's attrition. So
0: <laughs> put bumpers on them, sideswipe, go for it. Well, yeah, 24 hours of... <laughs> the whatever and it only lasts three and a half but um (laughs) less shite box (laughs) but I I honestly think that some of those brands would benefit massively from the halo effect of being involved in F1 because you you look at cars like you know Honda, Nissan all these guys and the amount of benefit they've gotten out of racing yeah um I I don't think I'd even know of Nissan if it wasn't for the uh, R32 GTR that killed everyone at Bathurst Godzilla yeah Godzilla killed everything um, and did it with Mazda I mean they made some beautiful cars uh, the look I love the RX-7 it's the RX-7 that um, was gorgeous FD that was beautiful he's just like a shiny little dick
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. but hey I'd love to get a fang around a track especially that, the old sports cars in one though shiny Ooh. dicks it's got a rotary rotary engine too a wankle yeah. engine is it
0: I yeah I, I think the worst thing they ever did was call it a wankel. Well, I guess that was his name, so... Yeah, even so, I would if I invented that shit, I would literally change my name first and yeah. then name it after myself. Well, imagine if we had to crank the wankle. <laughs> oh, maybe they did that in the pits, who knows. But, um, yeah, back to FE. I, I really think uh, Boemi is in a good spot. Uh, he, he's in touch, he's 10 points off, yep. but he's been pretty damn consistent and he's come from a uh, start-to-finish win. So, is he a tip for the win? I, I, reckon, I reckon he'll get it. Um, I reckon he'll get the whole thing, to be honest, especially because the last two rounds are in uh, Silverstone. Oh, really? Yep, they do oh, a double that's... up in... Uh, no, is it Silverstone? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. It could be
1: Donington or Silverstone. Maybe they'll do both. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know it's in London, but... Because um... no, Silverstone's owned by the Drivers Association, so I, I mean it would make sense for them to have one there because... They can use the cash to be able to fund the F1 race.
0: Um, it's London, actually. Uh, might even be a street Oh, stalker. there
1: you go. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. It's a street circuit around London. Cause remember, we s- might need to cut that up. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting the whole thing anyway, so. I yes, no, never put it on in like in order. I
0: always cut it up. Yeah, so it's in London, uh, street circuit, which would be fucking fantastic. And this is one of the big advantages of Formula E too, being a quieter and environmentally neutral series. Yeah, you can put it on in middle of London. Yeah, but just imagine every fucking person complaining.
1: Oh, no, we have got the race on this weekend. Oh, shut down the streets. Yeah, oh, no, 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 but it's
0: London, so you're not going, you're not driving anywhere anyway in that fucking thing because it takes too long to drive anywhere. You oh, just that's get the too. tube. And I mean,
1: you've got point-to-point speed cameras, so even if you go fast for the first half of the track, you've got to just take it easy for the next half,
0: otherwise you're getting fined. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, It's the congestion tax that'll get them, though. Yeah. But, you know, again, that's one of the things about uh, Formula 1 is that it's noisy as fuck. You've got plane loads of shit, and it shuts down a city, essentially. Uh, It's politics. That's what fucks F1, it's politics. But Formula E, because it's so much, uh, you know, there's much less gear, uh, there's much less noise, so you can be driving past the Tate Modern and the people yep. inside won't be able to hear you. And there's much less pain for your seat. Oh, a lot of that. Um, in fact, I think it's pretty much just a walk-up on the day and gold coin donation for half the races. <laughs> yeah. If you have a super licence, jump in, son. <laughs> you can drive yourself. But, um, no, I, I actually think um, is in a good spot. Uh, yep. At the moment, he's sitting behind um, Degrassi and uh, Nelson Piquet. Right. But I... I just don't rate PK. I, I can't... I could never put money on him. I think he'll fall to water. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. And So what do you expect to happen in Monaco? Uh, for F1? Yep. Um, I could not put a dollar on anyone but Hamilton. Yeah, it's tough, isn't um, it? I, I don't want to. Yep. I would love to be able to say he's going to fall off and that happened happen. Yeah. Then I'd look like a fucking genius. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, he's just too good. Yeah. Um, he's in the right car at the right time and Rosberg is shit scared. Um, yeah. Rosberg doesn't have it. He's, he's dominated mentally. Yeah, and I don't think Rosberg's mentally tough enough to fight back. Yeah, I think Hamilton's got a, a little bit of um, the chav in him. Yeah, but he just doesn't give a fuck now. He's just like, I don't mm. care what you say. I don't care what's going on. I'm driving this car. I'm winning this thing. That's all I care about. But he seems like a bit of a basis on his dress code. He's, he's got some chav. Yeah. Like, you fucking what, mate? Yeah. I'll fucking go you. Yeah, that sounded too, too English for him, actually. <laughs> I, he's glassed a bloke in his life, I'll fucking bet it. But um, <laughs> whereas I think Rosberg is going to kind yeah, of. he's probably glassed Rosberg. He's <laughs> <those> ones are <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> Rosberg seems like the sort of bloke that will run to his dad. Um, when your dad's Kecky Rosberg, I guess that can happen a fair bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he probably is run to his dad. Dad who's <laughs> making fun of me and then he's shut the fuck up and just give him a smack cross head or something but um, no I, I I think Hamilton yep um, second oh, I, I'm going to say Vettel. All right um, just because I think he's too too good with his tyres yep um, and even if it does get a bit greasy I think he is skillful enough to keep it he's
1: turning into a wise old fox as Brundle would say
0: apparently yeah. yeah, so he calls um,
1: Fernando all the time Fernando the wise
0: old fox well he's an old fucker for F1 mm. um third I think that's going to be the big kicker because uh, I I don't think Rosberg is going to last the race I think he'll yeah. drop out um but someone who would be very good on their tyres um and has the right car the only two that come to mind would be Bottas or Ricardo. yeah um and I think Bottas is going to have the wood. Yeah, I think he's he's going to have a clean race, um, especially if he just sticks it right in the gearbox of Hamilton. Yep. Because I I, I would be surprised if Bottas qualified third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, save tell fourth, and I think that's going to really matter a hell of a lot. Yeah,
1: that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm kind of same. I think I think Lewis will get there, but. If he doesn't, I think it's because uh, Nico will take him out in the first few laps. Because track position when that first pit stop is vital. And Nico is going to fight for that. And uh, he's shown that he's not particularly keen on sticking by the rules when it suits him. So save for um, Lewis winning if that can't happen. I think you can't really past one of the Ferraris getting on top just because they've got
0: too, too good of a package and you got two world champions in there and <laughs> you can't deny the talent you see Kimmy came out during the week and said you know every year I've been driving people are saying it's going to be the last year yep. that uh, my contract's not going to be renewed and he's like, oh, I'm still here Yeah, he's still going around you know he did get the contract wasn't exactly renewed before we yeah. paid not to drive but you know this is the sort of race where experience matters a shit ton yeah um Having a proper car helps too. Yep. But uh I I wouldn't have thought I'd have said this at the start of the season, but yep. I I just can't see Räikkönen and beating a Yep. All right. Back to my tips. Um Well I
1: think I'll go I reckon Raikkonen will get there. If it's not not, <laughs> not Hamilton. I think he'll get his first one for his uh new Ferrari team. Well, second sting in his Ferrari team. Um if not, I'm tipping Ricardo oh,
0: optimistically, I hope he gets around fifth. I think that'd be a good result. I think that'd be above par yeah. for where Red Bull are. Yeah, um, they're not the third best team. Yeah. Um, geez, where would you put them? They're behind Mercedes. They're behind Ferrari. They're behind uh, Williams. I'd say. The thing is, you can't put them anywhere because they don't even know where they are at the
1: moment. Yeah. So, and even Ricardo said before the, before the practices, he goes, "We're not strong anywhere. We're not strong in aero, and we're not strong in engine." So he's like, "I don't really know what's going to happen." However. In the first practice, they seem to put a few things together, but they're still behind the
0: Toro Rosso, which is yeah yeah, makes the Red Bull team redundant more or less, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean the thing is, too, what happens if um, you know in the next practice session or the qualifying he does an engine, then his race is fucked. Exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, you get a fireplace grid penalty. You're not, are not going to get anywhere near the front. Turn around, start going backwards. Pretty much. They may as well just um, (laughs) change the engine on the first pit stop as well. Yeah. Just. Fuck it, let him flintstone it. Who cares? Mhm. Just take the engine out. <laughs> he can run. But um no, nah, I, I really, really hope he does well. Um, being a Aussie, but I just don't think he's got the car.
1: yeah, oh, he definitely hasn't got the car. If he
0: if he <laughs> I think if he gets above that, it's a miracle. Above fifth would be brilliant for him. Mm. But uh yeah, either way, it should be interesting. Hopefully we get a, a nice little bit of drizzle. Yep. Um, which will really Set a cat amongst the pigeons. If not, you're hoping for lots of um, helicopter views. Check out titties on the rooftops. <laughs> That'll be about <laughs> the exciting thing going on. Well, that's the that's the good point too. If uh, if you're driving for Red Bull and you happen to crash out early, shit party just you got, started. you got plenty just, of parties all yeah. over that town. <laughs> just gonna, imagine though, if you're driving Mercedes, you crash it early. No, you will sit there. Yes. You will watch. <laughs> yeah And you watch and just you all. Must learn. <laughs> you watch all the race, and then you watch the post race. Like, <laughs> you watch the Red Bull drivers me. getting titties and beer. Yeah, they're doing somersaults into bloody <laughs> bathtubs full of champagne, surrounded by penthouse pets. <laughs> Do they even just love penthouse? Mag- I don't even know. Yeah, um, they've got internet now, so. Yeah, I think Pornhub probably killed them. Yep, they're fucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think it'd be, it'd be a great fun race to watch. It was ticking. Instead of the
1: Playboy Mansion, they managed the Pornhub Mansion. Jesus Christ! One You wouldn't be stepping foot in that grotto. Be a seedy as fuck. <laughs> You'd, you'd need to disinfect yourself before even looking at it oh yeah it'd be, probably be a health hazard I reckon. anyway so that's our review of what have we got Monaco and Formula E down in Berlin for this weekend Yeah, yeah. we'll be back for a post race wrap up of Formula 1 and we'll probably touch on Formula E if we get to Washington time <laughs> but um, yeah so stick around with,
0: Look, Channel uh, 10 puts Formula E on a fucking realistic time slot I'd watch so it do they still put it on now Oh, like four days later? Fucking no Something heads. like that, yeah. Because I don't even know if we get much
1: free to wear um, F1 coverage anymore, which is part of the reason why we started this podcast, because it's, fuck all, it's really hard to find yeah, information about Formula 1 in um, Australia.
0: The last race, Channel 10, played on the Tuesday morning. Oh, awesome. Yeah, That's what you want. Fucking dickheads.
1: Yeah, thanks for buying the rights to Formula 1 and then doing that first. Cheers.
0: Twats. Anyway, um... Might be able to find a live stream or something.
1: Oh, you wouldn't want to take money out of Rupert
0: Murdoch's pockets, would you? Fuck the cat. Well, I think he's been... Well, he's not Australian anymore. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he doesn't pay any tax in Australia anyway. No, and there's Carl Pilkins said, He looks like a turtle that he's shelling. <laughs> but anyway, should be a good uh, weekend of racing. Looking forward to it. All right, we'll catch you after. See so, yeah.